0: The overview is a production of Channel V TV. Find out more about the show at TV. What's up, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 88. Of the overview, I'm Chen Man V, and tonight we've got a special episode. Of course, Ben Fishsticks, ZP joining me as always. We we've up. got a special dude here that's actually uh jumping in, hopping on, fresh off of a, a long trip. Uh, Mr. Nate Nanzer, what's welcome, man?
1: What's up, guys? Good to be back with you. Oh, yeah, we, you?
2: we've only had you once, right? That was uh, yeah, it was
1: like uh, it's a year ago, it was a long time ago, too. It was right?
2: after BlizzCon. Like the previous BlizzCon. Yeah. Because you had just announced OWL, right?
3: I could say it was long uh, enough ago though, before I did the show on any regular basis. So it goes yeah. way back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, it, long time. Definitely over a Yeah. Or over a year ago. So definitely great to have you on. And for those of you that don't know, Nate, he is the commissioner of the Overwatch League and is that the is that is that the title? That's it, right? Is there more out at that, the end of that?
1: That's what they that's what they call me. That's what they call the you. the commissioner. Okay. Just, you making can just sure it's not like
0: a slash, a, a slash and a slash and a. It's pretty.
1: It's pretty cool that you can work at a video game company in the year twenty seventeen and have that title, though.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but I want to kick off the show real quick, and then just uh, let everybody know that this episode is sponsored by Freshly. Freshly is a meal service for the folks that I don't know, and they deliver these fully cooked, prepared meals that they can be ready to eat in three minutes. Always fresh, never frozen. They, uh, they have chefs and nutritionists design these uh, awesome meals for you, cook them, put them in these awesome cooling boxes, and they ship them out to you like within 24 hours. And um, there's amazing options. You can go to the site, freshly.com, type in the code OVERVIEW, and you can get $40 off your first two deliveries. Uh, we've all gotten a chance to try it, and uh, they're very, very tasty. And uh, ZP, Ben, you guys can attest too? Good stuff? I just had the
2: peppercorn steak. It was actually really good. Like no, no, <laughs> right. no joke. It was super, super tasty.
0: Not yeah. surprised. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, They're pretty good. Yeah. I was pretty
3: impressed on the quality of the meat that they gave. Like it was mm-hmm. oftentimes with stuff like this, you don't usually get the greatest quality, but it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's great for folks. I don't, you know, have time to cook. You can pop these in and uh, have a great dinner. All
3: I right.
1: Oh. I needed a ZP. Uh, evaluating meat quality in my life before, but now, now I know.
2: <laughs> See, there are many things man. in this world. Uh, food <laughs> is definitely one of
0: them. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> food connoisseur all right well anyways let's just jump into it i know we don't have like a ton of time with you nate so we got a lot of good goodies for you from us as well as some from uh just the fan base and and reddit and twitter just a lot of people had some questions for us to ask you but uh wanted to start off with the preseason you know just finished uh you know a week ago or maybe just over a week ago and uh wanted to see what your thoughts were you know like kind of maybe what your goals were before actually the preseason happened and how you feel it went overall
1: yeah i uh, I think preseason went really well. preseason was um you know a dress rehearsal, I guess um, was uh, uh, the 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 goal there. and the idea was we have twelve new teams. we have this brand new arena, this new stage, like everything is new. Uh, and we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to put all that through the paces before we did it for real um it was also an opportunity you know we we want overwatchleague.com to be an awesome destination for fans one of the things that makes it an awesome destination is when you go to uh overwatchleague.com and there's a game happening you can watch it and so we wanted to use preseason an opportunity to because we, it's not something that we've really uh, done that way before uh really put that through the paces as well uh have a bunch of people go there uh watch the matches i think overall um that uh, went really smoothly i think there was only maybe like one technical glitch and it was very small and at the end of one of the days Mm -hmm. um so overall i think we're really happy with how preseason went i was really happy with uh the match quality uh it, it, it turns out um when you tell pro gamers that it's preseason and it doesn't matter they're like what what do you mean
0: <laughs> uh, like everyone actually pride, right yeah really like <laughs>
1: yeah. there's yeah exactly like all those guys want to win and so match quality is really high i think uh it's super exciting like it was a moment where sort of crystallized for me sitting there like oh man we get to watch all these guys play every week for the next six months, and that's going to be really awesome because uh, I think the, the the teams are all going to be super competitive. The matches are, re- are going to be really good. The production value is going to be really high. We 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 tried a few things. I think we're we have a bunch of things that we want to change that we want to continue to improve on and make better. But overall, um, I think it went really well. That stage is amazing. Uh, highly recommend if you're able. I'm <laughs> super live. colorful. I uh, oh uh, actually like it's some fantastic. people were. Yeah. We're kind of shitting on
2: like the super intense colors just on either side of the, the screen, but I actually think it was a pretty sweet visual to just have these intense team colors just blaring in I your mean,
0: face. I, the map, forget the colors, the, the oh, yeah, yeah, showing true. the map is like amazing and yeah. <laughs> an awesome yeah, way so to start
1: things. Fun stage facts, uh, okay, 13, on us 13,000 pixels is the width. Um, I don't know, I don't know if that's a lot, seems like a lot. Uh, it takes six different, uh, six separate four K feeds to power it. So those like when do those map uh, flyovers, uh, <laughs> right. the file size is, is quite large. Holy smokes! Okay, um, what yeah, kind of I computer was, do you need for that? Like, holy hell! A good one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, actually, you need an, uh, uh you need a uh, an Omen by HP computer.
0: Oh, I knew you were going nice. to say that. Yeah, nice. We set you up. That, we should have just put that, so that in the notes there. That's yeah, almost a
1: Golden Boy tier for transition. For the, thanks for the the <laughs> set there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, actually, it was really cool that first, um, the very first match, the very first map Flyover when Dorado went up there, I was sitting down in the crowd and literally every single person <laughs> in the audience went, ooh. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> It was really awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredible.
1: It's, uh, I highly recommend anyone if you if you if you have the opportunity, come out, uh, see the Watch League live. I, I think you'll be you'll be very pleased with the experience.
3: You know, you know, it's good, too, when you have people like Castro. Twin, like, this is a really good stage. I'm glad that I helped pay for it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So, you know, one question about the whole preseason was just that, um, you know, people were wondering why it was just on, you know, MLG you know, TV and, and it wasn't on Twitch. I think some of that's already been resolved. But, you know, we haven't gotten a chance to, or we haven't heard anything from you guys about viewership. Like, how was viewership for a lot of those days?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, we, preseason was dress rehearsal. We were trying yeah. some things. I think we were really happy with viewership. Uh, we didn't promote it like I mean, we, there was no marketing around preseason. We had a couple social posts. That was really it. Um, we really want people to focus on uh, uh, opening week, and so mm-hmm.
0: okay. you know,
1: let's let's talk about viewership on January 14th after opening week and see how we do in that first week. Um, uh, this is the point where I remind everyone like. Our goal is not to run the Overwatch League for one week Um, like we're (laughs) we're building a long term league and we expect that viewership is going to build over time. But uh, I think we also have uh, a really awesome promotional campaign that's going to be kicking off very soon to just make people aware of uh, where to watch and when to watch and all the stuff around opening week. We're really excited about it. uh, And I'm excited for fans to be able to see it. And, you know, also as a part of that, you know, we don't I'll, I'll preempt a question. You'll probably ask me which is where am I going to watch the regular season uh, <laughs> yeah. to share with you at this moment. But um, we are uh, eight business days away from the start of the Overwatch League. And I expect That's that at some crazy. Yeah, how nice. does that feel, by the way? <laughs> It feels uh yeah, I don't know. I'm trying not to think about it.
0: <laughs> um, well, it's good to hear that you're gonna at least take the holidays off and and, and then you know, you know, you're not gonna work through the holidays and
1: Well, you know, Blizzard a- Blizzard we have a holiday shutdown. So Blizzard shuts down uh next week mm-hmm. for the whole week, which yeah. is a really cool perk. Um and uh I'm gonna uh I'm gonna try to only do emails next week, but we'll we'll see. Okay. We'll see how that goes.
0: Sounds good. Uh, so, one quick question from Wu Wumami from Reddit. Uh, they were wondering about just non-English broadcasts, and I know we've already mm-hmm. seen some of them, but how many languages will we be covering in terms of Overwatch League?
1: Yeah, so we'll definitely have uh, Mandarin, uh, Korean, and French mm-hmm. uh, at the start of the League, and then uh, we'll be looking to add additional languages uh, uh, at some point in the future, but those are the three that we're going to start with. Okay. Cool. Just
2: a tip, you should highly consider Thai. Because the Thai viewership for World Cup was
1: absolutely insane. Th- uh, Thailand is Thailand's cool, cool market. Uh, we actually, we've actually been talking a lot about what are the things that we could do in Thailand in the future, and who knows, maybe we'll do an event there someday. Ooh, vacation
2: in Thailand. I
1: like it. Let's go.
3: So uh, one thing what,
2: that's what interesting go wrong
1: in it... bringing a bunch of pro gamers to Thailand? I'm nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, boy.
3: So, in the theme of Season 1 just being a building here, what milestones are you looking to achieve in Season 1? Like, basically, if you look back through the first half of Season 1, what would you be really happy to achieve?
1: I think we want to see, uh, you know, eSports, e- 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 uh, I think there's a long conversation that can be had around what, how do we measure success in esports, and I think the answer is different for every single esport, every single publisher. Uh, I don't think there's a, a one, you know, one size fits all answer to that. But I think the way that most people judge success in esports today, because it's the one number they have access to, is viewership. Uh, and I think our goal around that is we want to we expect uh, to to grow the audience over time. Like, um, you know, I think what what we'll be happy with is if we look back at the end of season one and we see that we produce great content, um, and that we, you know, built a fan base that was, uh, sort of, uh, grew, uh, with us, uh, over the course of the season. And I think that's really, really the goal. And then obviously have a great finals and, and really have that be a, uh, a huge moment at the end of the year. Uh, so that, that, that's kind of a big one. I think, you know, we also have uh, objectives around what we want to do from a content perspective. I think we, um, you know we have uh, lots of great ideas around content we want to create around the live matches and then also things that we want to do within uh the live matches as well um you know i think all the new features the game team added going into world cup were 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 huge and have already made a tremendous uh, uh difference in in the way that you watch overwatch but again those are still really new right so i think um you know Uh, when people make comments about like, oh, the observers are doing this wrong and things like that, it's like, Hey, everyone remember like these, these tools are still very, very new. We're still learning, um, uh, how to, how to maximize them. And I think, um, you know, that's going to get better over the course of the year. It's one of the things we want to, want to do is you know we want our last game in the overwatch league to be better than the first right from a show perspective um, add
3: on that like previous though too uh, in case people you know just want more context on that is that even from like the casting point of view there's a lot of improvement to be had when you look at that where these are new tools on like the observing and casting end and i mean there's just you take a look at what we got from that in world cup which i think was a huge improvement and can only go up
1: yeah totally and i that's that's our goal like our you know if we have one goal it's that we want every season to be better than the last right we want everything we do to get better over time and so i think that's one of those things um what's really exciting about that is like having the full production team in burbank at the studio week in week out working together like all of that's just gonna improve get better and better over time Mm -hmm. and we're really excited to see where that goes uh because you're right like i i think um uh, you know, we're we're definitely not done making improvements. And there's even things like uh, I saw it in chat a little while ago, and everyone talks about like the, some of the colors with, you know, away skins mm-hmm. and home yeah. skin, similar, like, like, obviously we watch too. We, we notice these things. Um, and, you know, a lot of that stuff we're already working on, already working to address it. Like, uh, you know, the, it's not that the, the team, you know, shipped those features and went to the beach. Uh, it's going to be constantly <laughs> on that stuff over time and uh definitely value the feedback from the community and make sure to keep sending it
3: i would argue too there was already improvement even between uh world cup <laughs> and what we saw in the preseason for overwatch league where the health no, bar thing yeah yes. yeah <laughs> and, and also just a uh, better color selection too where you didn't have quite anything like the other you know, light blue versus the white so i mean clearly this has already been iterated on in that period of time
1: yep, yep. Yeah.
2: totally uh, so What's been one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome to get to? Well, I guess you're not quite there yet, but you're you're almost there. You're almost to day one of the league starting in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to build one of the most ambitious eSports leagues ever conceived of. What have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome so far? Um, It's a good and question. And is it selling teams? <laughs> Maybe.
1: Yeah. No, it's just, honestly, it's just uh, super easy. I work like 20 hours a week. Yeah, uh, no big Oh, <laughs> I think we had to say twenty hours a day, because uh, that's twenty a little hours worse, right? a week. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, sell like the team sales process was uh, was challenging because anytime you try to like doing uh, doing one deal in six months is a lot of work, right? And we did twelve. Um, so, uh, and again, I, I think. Um, I get to do uh, cool things like hang out with Chan man on the podcast and do interviews and stuff like that. But there's literally hundreds of people that work on this to, to get us to this point. And I think that's important for, for people to know is we have a, we have an awesome team of both people dedicated on the overwatch league. And then also people that work across uh, blizzard and Activision and MLG that have all uh, done a lot to, to get to this point. But I think one of the, one of the challenges um, and I think you'll be very familiar with this then with your history uh, at Twitch is um, anytime you go from a couple employees to a lot of employees overnight, uh, basically, overnight, you know, when you when you're scaling some something new really quickly, that's always a a, a challenge. And I, and I think you know that bringing, building the team, bringing the team together, uh, is something that I think we're we're still in the process of doing and are con, going to continue to work hard on. And have made a lot of progress, but that's always a challenge. Uh, team sales, as you mentioned, has uh, talked about, like uh, there's been a lot of things that have been uh, challenges on this, but nothing. I would say that. You know, nothing uh, insurmountable. Where uh, there's not a path where you know we can get a bunch of smart people together, uh, come up with a plan, uh, be smart about it, and, and address it. And I think um, uh, we feel really good about where we are going into the start of the league, um, especially out of preseason, out of out of World Cup. Really, I think um, like the the night where I felt like, all right. We might actually, this might actually work. Um, was uh, Team USA Korea on yeah, Friday night, totally World yeah. up, nice. which is just an awesome moment. Like, aside from being a, a, an awesome game, um, that Team USA should have won, but <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Two team
3: fights away, two that's team right. fights away at two different <laughs> maps, and that could have been a oh, 3 s- 0. since
2: you mentioned growing the team so much, are, are you allowed to say how big you are, you guys are yet? How, how uh, many you
1: have? Yeah, I mean, I don't know actually, I'm not even sure, dedicated. We're definitely, you know, we have over, I'd say, you know, 50 plus people that are like full-time dedicated uh, on the business side. And then when you throw like the production, like the full-time production team, like everyone who works at the uh, Blizzard Arena on shows, like that's another, you know, 100-ish people. And then we have tons and tons of people at Blizzard across like publishing and legal and IT and all these different groups that help make it happen. So, I mean, it's literally hundreds of people that it, that you need to 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 build something and make something like this yeah. uh and it's uh it's really awesome like it's um uh, it's easy to t- take it for granted uh but it's like so uh it's really incredible to go to work every day with a bunch of people who are super passionate about what we're doing and I think it's also important for fans to know like we're we're all fans uh, of this stuff too and uh, all super passionate about making it work. It's an amazing
2: time in esports right now, the amount of opportunity out there. Uh, I mean, you think about OWL and you think about every single team also needing to staff up. You're probably, you probably just generated 300 esports jobs. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's
0: move on. Yeah, well, yeah. why don't we why don't we dig into some of the uh, I mean things that you know, with the players and some some of the, the con, you know contracts and salaries and things like that we've been hearing about like the last couple months, um, you know, ever since the maybe the Sinatra type of salary bit, you know, just the bidding war that we heard uh, heard about in the communities, um, we never haven't really heard much about specifics in terms of salaries. So uh, Joshua Finkel one seventy two asks, um, will player salaries ever be released? Uh, you know cuz you know in traditional sports yeah. it's public right and you know it really determines the market too in terms of of um yeah. you know, these public salaries
1: yeah i uh i no plans to do that currently um uh i i don't know i mean something we haven't really even talked about it it's a good question i don't know i nothing i answer at this point i i think uh um you know, like that's a lot of issues where it's not just a decision that we make uh, in a vacuum. Uh, you know, we have twelve partners and our team owners that we uh, are in very active conversations all the time on a lot of different different things with. So, uh, nothing I can share at this point, but it's it's a good question. It's, it's something I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, you know, never say never, but no plans yeah. currently to do.
0: Okay, so at least it sounds like you're not purposely hiding them or anything like that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. So this is a I mean, follow-up question. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's obviously millions of things that I'm very you know, actively trying to hide from yeah. everybody. <laughs> okay. All the time.
3: <laughs> so this is a question relating to coaching uh, coming from uh, Arrow, who is the coach of FNRGFE. I think uh, still going to be very much involved in the contender scene. But he wanted to know, quote, are coaches or other staff held to the same contractual stipulations that the players are regarding transfer from a contenders to an OWL team? And basically what safeguards do coaches have in the entire ecosystem? Because coaches are important to teams and support the, raise them up as well.
1: Yeah. Well, something that dawned on me the other day and I, I got our, our web team working on it is we don't have coaches on the website. Um, uh, like when you go to the team pages, it doesn't list to the coaches. So I'm going to fix that. We'll get that fixed at some point. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Uh, it's something that we, uh, should probably spend more time thinking about. And I saw that question on the list earlier and I was like, that's a super good question. Uh, I don't, we don't have the exact same structure around coaches, but it's definitely something we should look into. And it's a, it's a, it's a really good call out and I'm going to add it to my list of things to do.
3: All right, so this is probably the most important question we will ask all night, and it comes from a mutual friend of both of ours, a man we know very well from France. Uh, we know him as Antoine, his Twitter is Heltonio, <laughs> but he wants to know if we could do the Overwatch League Finals on a beach in Ibiza. <laughs> uh,
1: I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure he has the budget for that. Um, uh, so, so there's I, I a chance know. is what you're saying. Is beach finals a thing? Like, is that a thing that people like? I don't know. In Korea,
2: yeah. It is. Oh, that's a, true, that yeah.
1: Like, do people go to Ibiza still? Is it
2: 1994? Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. No, dude, we're in the EDM era. Ibiza is now super hip. I'm uh, well, so ZP just asked like a, a bas- basically a joke question, but I'm just going to capitalize on it and, and take this a step further along the same lines. So, as far as we know right now, Overwatch League Season 1 is going to take place entirely in the Blizzard Arena. Uh, yep. That's all that's been announced so far. I always kind of just assumed that you guys might travel around and do exhibitions in other arenas. Is this on your—I mean, I'm sure it's on your radar, but do you have any plans to do this? Like, obviously, the Grand Finals, you could see yeah. being in a big, bigger arena, but like yeah. throughout the season, do you see any opportunity to, to travel?
1: Well, for the regular season, it'll all be in Blizzard Arena. Um, I, I, I will say, in the postseason, that could change, and, and I think certainly, I think certainly the the Grand Finals of Season One uh, will be in a venue that is not the Blizzard Arena. But nothing, mm-hmm. no details to share at this point. But it's definitely something we're looking at.
3: So it could be on a beach in Ibiza. <laughs> what
1: you're telling us <laughs> it could, it's totally possible. Anything is possible. <laughs>
3: Uh, and by
2: the way, guys, uh, we're, we some of these questions are from us, but a lot of these questions were sourced on Reddit and Twitter. So we're going to be uh, reading out additional questions from you guys who've, uh, who've responded over the last day or so. Uh, this one comes from shifts, shift, shift Z seven on Reddit on the topic of path, the pro, are you planning to have a draft system as depicted in the crusher 99 video, perhaps like the NFL draft where teams can directly pick up players from the ladder, blah, 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 lots more, but that, that's the general scope of it. Yeah. Uh, is that is that something you want to do eventually?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I mean doing a draft at some point in the future is definitely a thing that we, that we think could be really cool, uh, and especially at the end of the path to pro, like having that be the, the the moment where you get to you know come on stage and shake hands and mm-hmm. put on <laughs> a hat. Uh, you know, I, I think that could be could be a cool moment. I think there are, <clears throat> there are things that prevent us from doing a draft today. Uh, but it's definitely something that we'll look at in the future, and if and if conditions uh allow for us to do a draft, it's absolutely something that we would consider doing.
0: Uh, like a little follow up on that in terms of like expansion teams in the future, um, how you know like draft would be something that you know expansion drafts or things like that we've seen in other sports. But if if there's not going to be a draft, then it's just. Like kind of what we saw with this, uh, you know, just mm. a preseason or just before the first season, you know, season one and contenders uh, season zero, is it going to be similar to that then for the most part?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we'll have, uh, because we'll be going in, into season two, we'll have a very clear uh, sort of window at the end of the season and before the next season yeah. where all of that activity can happen. So I think it'll, it'll be, excuse me, maybe a little more, uh, a little more organized than it was this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think we, we basically have <clears throat> with contenders happening. Uh, that's a really great opportunity in the way that the contender season runs and, you know, sort of continues in that period after the Overwatch League ends that, that I think a lot of the attention will be on that and we'll be seeing, you know, who are the, who are the players that are going to emerge from, from that and get, and get signed to the Overwatch League. Um, uh that's that's kind of the way we're thinking about thinking about it now. You know, there is the transfer window during season one, uh, from the end of stage one to the end of stage two, where teams can add additional players. Um, but really, the the, the period following uh, the first season, uh, there will be sort of a, a very structured way around uh, when players can get signed and and how that how that process works.
3: So this next question comes from uh, Josh822 from Reddit, and he was curious on whether or not in the future there'll be a viewing system where you can follow any player's perspective during a match. So kind of similar to what you get in games like Dota, where you can go in and, you know, if you really are a big fan of one player, you can watch that feed in particular and, you know, still get casting otherwise with it, but sort of that level of in-game support for watching Overwatch League games.
1: Yeah, uh, it's uh, nothing to share about that other than that it's something that we think is also cool and you know at some point uh c- could could be a thing i think there's there's things you need in order to make that happen like you need to be able to watch it in the game right like that's the examples you give but um it's, it's definitely something that uh, we think is cool too and you know ne- again never never say never but nothing to share at this point on it
2: cool um so Shifting gears a little bit from Overwatch League to Contenders and the Path to Pro, uh, you guys gave a lot more information to everybody uh, about Contenders and the Path to Pro generally earlier this week, or when was it Mm -hmm. last week? I don't remember. Uh, Really recently, this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, first off, I think it's really awesome that you guys are focusing so much on making a global infrastructure for Contenders. You're not just serving North America and Europe and Korea. Which are kind of the typical markets for esports, but you're also looking towards Latin America, you're looking towards South, uh, Southeast Asia, China, Australia, New Zealand, uh, all these less served markets traditionally in esports. Uh, that said, there is this perception, and, and not so much perception, by necessity, it's pretty siloed. So Americans play against Americans, Europeans versus Europeans. Um, yeah. Do you perceive this as a a potential issue in terms of the skill discrepancies between regions or missing out on potential storylines of having a global tournament or a global exhibition or or some way to have international uh, play? Why or why not?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, one thing that's important, so the regions are uh, siloed, like like you say, but there's no region locking. So, like, if a North American contenders team wants to have three Chinese players and three Korean players, they can. Uh, there's nothing to prevent that um, uh, other than you would need to probably physically move them to North America uh, due to ping issues and time and all that stuff. Um, so in the same way that there's no region locking the Overwatch League, there's no even region locking in the, the path to pro either. Um, I, I wouldn't say, you know, we again, we, we think having a robust ecosystem below the Overwatch League is incredibly important for the Overwatch League to be successful, which is why, you know, we're, um, you know, maybe we haven't organized it as fast as people would like us to, but the, we've spent a lot of time thinking about how do we, uh, create this system? How do we, uh, uh add more regions? So you'll notice we added, uh, Latin America and, and Australia, New Zealand, uh, to contenders for next year, um, and really give as many players as we can around the world an opportunity to participate in, in in this and you know sort of prove themselves uh for the Overwatch league i think having a um an international competition like currently the way that we're we've contemplated it is that uh you know the overwatch league and the overwatch world cup are the sort of the two international competitions and then the contenders is regional competition um but again, that that doesn't mean we won't ever do it, and it, it, it's definitely something we've talked about, and we've actually done in the past, right? Like if you look at, um, you know, APAC Premier was an event that we did that had uh, contender teams from around the world. So, um, uh, it's something that we've we've talked about. Uh, nothing to share at this point, but it's definitely something that um, we we think could be cool at some point to do in the future. Is you know, is there a, a global contenders championship or, or something like that um, uh, that happens? But right now with the calendar we have, we think World Cup fills that spot uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty nicely. Um, and, and again, with no region locking, I, I don't think there's uh, any reason to think that uh, it won't be equal, especially I'm looking looking at the screen you have up right now. Like you have, uh, you know, what do we have uh, seven Uh, Overwatch League teams that are also going to invest in contenders North America and build academy teams like that's pretty awesome. Like I I think uh, if you're a North American player, you should be super stoked about that. And it's a great opportunity to, uh, uh, to, to, to make a name for yourself.
3: Yeah, so, so this is uh, something, uh, I'll go ahead, real quick, uh, off the cuff that kind of occurred to me here. And this is one thing where I have no idea, but I think it'd be pretty cool, is that do you know if there's going to be extra stat support for the different contenders' games that are going on? Because obviously one of the key goals for contenders is that you're grooming talent to be going into the Overwatch League. But One of the things that would be really cool for the teams if they had that extra level of stat data. So I know that's mm-hmm. been an evolving thing in getting more stats, but do you think uh, there's a possibility, even if it's not like public, that contenders will have... Extra stat info for the teams themselves to sort of pull from and evaluate people scouting, after the season. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Um it's a good question. Uh a- again, not something that we've not something that we currently plan to do in the immediate term, but it, it's it's a good call out and it's something that we uh we could potentially do in the future. I think um, you know, we we, we just have to figure out the mechanics around sharing it's it's not just uh it's not it's not an easy thing uh with the way privacy laws are and the way they vary from region to region and um uh uh, there's this new initiative called gdpr that you may or may not be aware of and uh which is a european regulation around data protection so there's lots of it's not just as easy as like oh we want to have data on players so here's data on players it's it's a lot more goes into it than that, but it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting call out and something that we uh, could consider in the future.
2: Cool. So uh, you also announced as part of this Path to Pro uh, deal uh, that Overwatch League Academy teams, you just mentioned that, seven of them will be participating in contenders. Uh, and you also have teams from previous seasons of contenders that are also qualify right off the bat. Um, you also announced that there will be a promotion and relegation system uh, all of this is kind of like opposed to having, uh, as opposed to having an open system where like any team can play, uh, can qualify for any of the slots um, in this promotion and relegation system. Will any of these teams be able to be relegated? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, simple it. answer. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess, why did you decide to go with a promotion and relegation system versus having just open qualifiers for contenders?
1: Um, well, I mean, we kind of did open qualifiers in season zero, Mm -hmm, right? Um, And we felt like we, we, you know, after contender season one, we wanted to sort of invite back to, you know, obviously after making room for the academy teams, we want to invite back additional teams uh, who who perform well. Um, So that's the way we're going to start. And we think that's a, a good and fair way to start uh, contenders in 2018. Um, and then obviously all of these teams can either stay or c- can, can not stay. I think something that uh, a quick note, I want to say to contenders players and aspiring contenders players out there um, that if, uh, if somebody tells you that you should sign with their contenders team because they have a guaranteed spot in season two of the Overwatch <laughs> league they're lying to you oh, uh, uh, like uh there you go folks you heard it right here if anyone says that to you just you know just again like don't believe everything people say to you um uh like that's not the way it works there's there <laughs> there's no like guaranteed spots in, in the league i mean obviously we're gonna we want to add uh expansion teams uh in the future um and we want to uh You know, nothing to share on that other than, yes, we want to add expansion teams. Yes, we want to add more expansion teams in Europe. Yes, we want to add more expansion teams in Asia uh, and other places. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, make sure, uh, like, uh, moving to the Overwatch League should not be a consideration on which contenders team you're signing with. That's all I'll say. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, One thing that we saw in Season 1 is, uh, particularly,
2: I'll I'll call out Cloud9, uh, for example, they made a ton of roster swaps after season zero, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could certainly argue that, that the new roster that they, they basically had after that point wasn't part of that initial roster that qualified for season one. Um, do you have any ideas about rules and regulations for the number of t- players that you can swap uh, or, or recruit after you've already qualified for a season Um, or, you know, even if, if you go through the promotion system and you're, and you're locked in for the next season,
1: uh, as well, can you, can you swap players or, or how many players can you swap? That's a super good question. I, I don't think there, I don't think we have rules on that. I think, uh, um, you know, that's something that we'll keep an eye on over time and if it becomes an issue, we can address it, but, um, I don't think it's an issue. Um, you know, the sort of the the team has that spot and if they want to make roster changes, they can, I think, uh, we, we definitely, obviously you've seen as part of this announcement, like we definitely want to make sure that there's the ability for players who are good enough. And if there's an overwatch league team that wants to sign someone from contenders, that there's a path to doing that. And that there's also compensation that goes back to the, the team for supporting and, and grooming and bringing up that player. Um, so we try to be really thoughtful about that, but, uh, nothing, uh, um, uh, Nothing that I would um, you know, say ab- around rules that we're going to add around that stuff. Well,
3: okay. the reason why I think you'd have to keep it wide open in regards to full roster swaps is that the dream for a contenders team where you're building a contenders org is to build a roster of talent that's so good that everyone gets to the Overwatch League. You wouldn't want a situation where all six players get signed to the Overwatch League like, fantastic, you built the best roster ever. And then you go to that org, yeah, but you don't have enough members of the original team, so now you lose your spot. So, yeah, fact, exactly. Good point. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. yeah um last question on contenders here this one comes from pesto enthusiast on twitter other than the transfer fee mandated by the contenders contract what steps is blizzard taking to offer value to organizations that field contenders teams in in other words what is blizzard doing to entice endemics to contenders Yeah.
1: yeah so i think um you know aside from uh lots of prize pool uh which you know i think we have pretty healthy investment into contenders and open division in 2018 from a prize pool perspective sorry i'm bouncing this table around this mic (laughs) is very very springy um i think we're, we're also talking about uh things things that we can do to incentivize uh good behavior uh from an org perspective i think um you know uh we want orgs and contenders that are going to pay their players on time and follow the contracts that they've signed and make sure everyone shows up for matches and promote the matches on social media and um you know we've, we've been having really uh active and productive conversations internally around um are there ways that we can create additional incentives for teams um uh, to sort of reward them for for good behavior and for uh you know supporting overwatch players so uh, nothing specific to share on that other than um that's something that we hope to be able to add in the future um as a sort of a a, sort of in addition to prize pool like a way to have some extra money uh, that teams can earn um, from doing things that we think are good for the ecosystem.
3: One thing I think is really good to note there too, is that that, and this is sort of a bonus, right? Where, you know, Overwatch Le- league wants to expand to get new teams in there. I'll, I'll use an example from my home state where uh, let's say that the owner of the Vikings, uh, the will family decides, Hey, we want to get in the Overwatch league. You're going to need new staff to run whatever, uh, Team you're building, and if you look towards something like contenders, and there's an endemic org that has a lot of talented staff that is clearly running things right, there's a case where there's actually a pretty big financial incentive to do wells an endemic org because hey, you could get outright bought by one of the teams that's looking to buy the owl. So I feel like if you are an excellent team and running your stuff well mm-hmm. at the contenders level, there's a lot of ways that can pay off in the long term beyond just the idea of player mm-hmm. buyouts and all the totally, rest. Yeah.
1: totally. I mean, that's it's that is zp with great advice that uh the best way to you know move forward in the esports industry and be involved in esports is do good work in (laughs) esports
0: that's right work Uh, hard and do do good work
1: work hard do good things and be nice to people
0: Mm -hmm. uh okay well so all of this you know path to pro and just having the facility you know like an open division to feed into you know contenders and uh, owl i mean it's, it's like awesome th- you know it's awesome that you you guys have gotten involved and really set up this type of structure for the league um, but you know I kind of want to ask about like something that's even more fundamental than that which is just building six man teams you know like a lot of players out there even some you know grandmaster master players that are really good and might be aspiring to you know become an Overwatch league player uh, eventually they just have problems really finding teams so i was wondering mm-hmm. if you guys will ever get involved with like you know Blizzard providing any kind of facility for players just to even you know congregate and meet each other and build teams that way.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great question. Um again something we've we've talked about um nothing concrete to share at this point but it's something we've we've heard from heard from the community um you know I think we 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 hope that Open Division can start to be that in some way, like an opportunity to uh, get together and, and try playing with, uh, uh, with with different groups and you know having multiple seasons of Open Division. Maybe you can try different groups throughout throughout that and see what works. But. Um, yeah, it's again something we've we've talked about, but uh, Yeah, I feel like
0: sh- that only that definitely. facility right now is just Discord or something, you know, like people trying to meet each other. But that's I wonder ranked. if there's I more mean, of an official it, thing. In an
2: ideal r- world, ranked allows you to, you know, meet players and a lot of players got their start that way. Uh, you know.
0: Actually serious. talk like very cordial to somebody on <laughs> on on It is on, possible, uh, Chris. Yeah, really? It's okay, possible. No. <laughs> <All right. laughs> So player discipline
3: has been a fairly big topic in recent times, and I guess just sort of, again, idea of where the line is, where is the line between, all right, the organization needs to handle their own business and take internal measures to, you know, potentially rein in a misbehaving player versus the line where the league itself kind of goes, all right, the player has now done something over the line and we need to make a statement and say, you can't do this, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, Sure. How do you guys view that right now?
1: Yeah, uh, so... First and foremost, um, when it comes to player discipline and just discipline in general around the league, like most important thing to me is uh, fairness and making sure that we're, you know, being very thoughtful about how uh, we handle discipline. You know, we've obviously already uh, had a, f- a few rulings that we've put out, um, the Sato suspension. Uh, and there, there's also been things that have happened that people don't know about, um uh as well, I think um to me there's a very clear there's there's different levels of of an offense right like um uh if you take boosting for instance, boosting is bad, always bad um, but if someone does it once on a friend's account versus somebody who did it you know hundreds of times and was making money for it, those are two different levels of offense right uh and I think uh, in terms of um, uh, toxicity in terms of throwing, things like that all of that there's there's different levels and uh, discipline can range anything from a written warning um, to a fine to ultimately suspension and suspension can be one game, two games it can be all a whole season right so it can be can take different forms but I think we're trying to be incredibly thoughtful about the way that we handle that. Um, we also expect our players to act uh, professionally Um, if you, if you want all the things, uh, that professional athletes get like contracts and money, and you want us to have an awesome studio and create awesome content around you and, uh, you know, be treated like a professional, then we expect people to act like professionals in return. And, uh, you know, our player summit that we had uh, a couple weeks ago, we had all the players out and we talked through what our expectations are. And I don't think our expectations are unreasonable. Our, Our expectations are basically, don't be a jerk. Um, uh, like a, that doesn't seem like too much to ask. Uh, and so, uh, same
2: expectation um, you'd have for
1: any human <laughs> <Exactly>. co-worker <laughs> or like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty basic stuff, right? Um, like don't cheat, uh, don't be a jerk. Um, you know, again, I, I don't think we're, we're asking too much of these guys. So, um, uh, we really, um, uh, again, we'll continue to monitor, When things happen, when things you know, thank you Reddit for bringing everything to our attention. But we 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 check things out too, and when there's things that happen, we're quick to investigate it. uh, And you know, if it if we deem that. What a player has done deserves some sort of punishment, then, then we'll hand that out. And we'll also be transparent with the community, by the way. I think, you know, we when we, we did issue that suspension, we had a blog post up on the website that tells everyone that we did it. And I think we people can expect that when uh, the league takes action, whether it's a finer suspension of the player, that we will let uh, the community know what we did and why we, why we took that action.
0: So does the team discipline have any play in this? I mean, or will just the league just have their own process of of going about discipline? You know, we have
1: our own process. You know, okay. I, I think sure. okay. we, um, uh, we, we have to. And, and I expect, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've already seen instances. Uh, I mean, Shanghai Dragons being the most recent one who had sort of had their own team discipline on, on an issue. Um, we, uh, we don't really necessarily take that into consideration. Uh, uh, we you know we sort of look at it from a league perspective and uh, we'll issue discipline from a league perspective. We'll obviously, talk to the teams about what we're doing and the 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 thinking behind it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, the league discipline is in addition and not mutually exclusive with okay. team discipline.
0: Okay. okay. Well, let's talk about some pugs. You know, because of course that's a huge topic in the Reddit in the subreddit. So Calvin G nineteen ninety four.
1: You mean the, like the streaming rules that nobody actually knows cuz they're not public?
0: Yeah, eg- exactly. <laughs> exactly those. <laughs> those ones, yeah.
2: <laughs> that Reddit really wants to know about. All
0: right, let's, so let's talk about bugs. Obviously, uh, most of the community loved watching the players play with each other during that period of time that they, you know, they were doing so. And um, mm. so I guess the, you know, Calvin's asking, "Can you clarify I guess what the actual rule is and is is there any reasoning behind not allowing, you know, players to you know, more than two OWL players queuing together.
1: Yeah, so I'll say um, the rules are not public because there's a lot of r- policy stuff that's not public. Like our entire player participation agreement is not public. Team participation agreement. There's there's tons of legal documents that are just they're just not they're not public documents. Um, I will say again, the player summit we uh, presented the streaming policy again. Uh, there are literally hundreds of things around the Overwatch League that at some point um uh those of us here at blizzard we have to like put a stake in the ground and say this is this we're going to do this and uh um streaming policy is one of those things and what we did is presented to the players at the player summit uh and got a ton of feedback from the players and what i will say is uh Within a couple days of that happening, we were very reactive and sort of went and made uh, a few changes that the players uh, were were pretty vocal about wanting to see. And again, like we're very, uh, we want to build this league collaboratively with our, our owners and our players and our fans. And we um, uh, were very quick to address some of the issues the players had. So I'll say that. I'll say I don't think anyone is streaming any differently than they did a month or two ago. Um, uh, it seems like everything is status quo, and I would say, um, pro pugs are a thing that probably made a lot of sense to happen uh, before the season started, when everyone was kind of moving into their practice areas and there wasn't really anything going on. But, um, is you know now as we're rolling the season and people are scrimming a lot and practicing, like I, I think that's an activity that's not going away. Because we're making it going away, I think it's an activity that's not something you're going to see a lot during the middle of a season, right. yeah, for competitive reasons.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Fordica uh, for from Reddit has the question about just teams or players and really access to the dev, dev team. Uh, given that the players are all in LA right now, pretty close to you know Blizzard and the dev team where they're located, um, do you see that the pros will ha- maybe have some more interaction and feedback with the v- development team now that they're you know? So close and in proximity or, or is that even happening at all?
1: Oh, it's 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 already happening. Um <clears throat> yeah, I mean uh you know the the those guys we've 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 been very uh <clears throat> open and upfront that uh anytime they have feedback on the game, like they know my email address, they know Jeff's, they know other Jeff, they know Scott, like all the all the guys on the team, uh they can reach out um uh with their feedback and you know we, we we really value that and have a ongoing dialogue i'd say one of the coolest things about the setup we have at wizard arena is actually a lot of people maybe don't know this um 11 of the 12 teams actually have their practice facility literally across the hall from the stage um which is really cool uh because when there's an issue i can literally like run down the hall and knock on doors and Mm -hmm. get immediate feedback from players it's also really cool from a content creation perspective and um yeah i think uh hardcore overwatch fans overwatch uh, esports fans would love to uh be able to just wander around that hallway uh maybe (laughs) hang out Uh, so
0: the how
1: how much would that backstage
0: exactly (laughs) What is that vip harass the
2: pros while they while they practice So so yeah go
3: ahead no, I was just curious about that. This is just because it could be a cool story without naming the team or talking about you know who the people are on it. But was there a reason given for the one team that said, "Nah, we're going to practice somewhere else"?
1: Oh well, just um, no. It's just one of the uh, LA teams that already was you know has a bunch of infrastructure that they built in LA, so didn't need infrastructure. Oh, nice. in- All right, Cool. But yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. Um, I'll get I'll give you guys a I'll give you guys a tour uh, when you
0: come. <laughs> out. Yeah.
2: Uh, so, wanted to talk a little bit about the tournament license uh, changes that you guys have uh, just rolled out this week as well. Uh, it, you guys are putting quite a few different regulations and rules around uh, how you can run tournaments, how you can go court sponsors, how you can even name your tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, just generally, uh, ha- happy to hear you talk about uh, kind of your thinking behind those, but also curious to th- to know what your thought uh, is on how third party tournaments fit into Overwatch esports long term. Um Contenders obviously reaches many regions. Overwatch League is the main thing. You've also got
1: Overwatch World Cup. Is there space for third party tournaments? Yeah, you know, I think I think there is and I, I think it, you know, depends on the market and depends on uh the organizer and look, there's the the community license is exactly that. It's for the community. Um it's it's not for corporations that want to go run events like like that's what custom licenses are for the process is actually not that painful you fill out a pretty quick application you, we are very quick to respond uh, if we have questions like we're, we're that that happens all the time so I would say we definitely um Uh, for certain markets like we think doing more third-party events makes a ton of sense Um, uh, and I think you know we will we'll see some more of that in 2018 Uh, um, I was just in China um, uh, you know talking with lots of different folks over there who knows what's gonna happen Um, so I, I definitely think what what the purpose of these changes is is we want we want companies that want to run overwatch events we just want them to come talk to us about it because we have certain expectations around quality uh and around the way that we want uh the brand presented and the way that we want the game presented that we we just want to make sure they're covered off on and and the community license is is exactly that and if somebody wants to uh if you know if you want to get together with uh friends in your college on your college campus, and played dorm room versus dorm room, like you can do that, and we don't want to get get in the way of any of that community activity. But if you're uh, a company and you're going to commercialize the content, like we just want to have a relationship with you. That's literally all the custom license is, is making sure that we are able to to talk about what our expectations are around uh, quality in our way or, or, or around the way the brand of the game is presented, uh, and so that's the reason for the change. Gotcha
2: cool i think that that brings us to the last of our
0: yeah this is the most important question nate you ready okay what's your favorite whiskey man
1: oh man (laughs) so many uh so many whiskeys not enough time um i i uh uh i just picked up on one of my last international trips there's a lot of them um a uh, a special bottling of a, a twelve year Lagavulin, which is particularly smoky and delicious. That's what I've enjoyed recently.
0: Nice. So more of the Scotch, Scotch type. Yeah.
1: I'm the, I'm a Scotch. I do not drink yeah. bourbon. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Man.
0: Yeah, well, Nate, thanks for uh, you know hanging out with us tonight, man. It's re- definitely a treat having you on, and I know you just got back from China, so I know I know it's uh yeah probably pretty tired right now. So, um you know ho- ho- again, we appreciate you stopping by and even hanging out for almost an hour here. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm never tired hanging out with you guys. <laughs> All right. Guys, awesome. Man.
0: Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> well, guys, I think we're gonna wrap up wrap up the show. Just kind of have a you know just basically have this be like kind of the Nate interview show. So, uh, yeah, I want to do some quick shout outs real quick. Uh, yeah, Nate, you want to do Do you want any shout outs before you take off?
1: Yeah. Overwatch League, uh, January 10th. It's a thing. Be there. Um, yeah. we'll have a, a bunch of, uh, uh, promotional activity happening over the course of the next few weeks as we lead into the start of the league. Um, definitely, um, give us your feedback. Uh, um, you know, we want to hear what you think of the show. Um, what we can, what we can do to make it better. Uh, our goal is definitely to improve. Uh, we want every show to be better than the last. So, um, uh, and we'll have you know uh, updates on on where to watch between now and the start of the league. Um, uh, really excited to kick it off. It's been a ton of work for a very long time, and uh, I know we've been talking with each of you guys along the way, and. Um, uh, really, really excited for people to see uh, everything that we've put together. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty awesome show. So make sure to check it out January 10th through the 13th. It's opening week. It will be awesome.
0: Excited, definitely. Sweet. It's gonna it's crazy that it's like a year ago that it was just like, you know, nothing there's actually, you know, it's just all ideas and, and everything and a year later it's like we're ready to go. Eight days from it, right? Or eight business days from it. It's
1: crazy. Eight business days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ZP, you wanna do some shout outs before we take off?
3: I mean, honestly I would just echo what Nate said about checking out uh, yeah. Overwatch League when it begins early next year and just say there's a lot of really good content coming next year. So uh mm-hmm. stay tuned. Twenty eighteen should be a very good year for Overwatch Esports.
2: Uh, thanks to Nate for coming on the show. Uh, as soon as I'm like, that was our final question. I have like twenty more questions in my head, and <laughs> I wish I didn't say that because I want to ask more questions. But now it feels awkward, so I'm just gonna. That would
1: be awkward. We could yeah. do we could do a lightning round.
2: <laughs> a lightning round.
1: Okay, I, just because yeah. you opened it up for me, Nate. I have one oh, more question no. for you. Uh-oh. Two minute lightning round.
2: Overwatch really? season Overwatch League season two is it actually going to be uh, played in each arena
1: around the globe?
2: Mm, do you,
1: do, you do we know that yet? uh i i don't have anything i can share on that yet um i will say that we 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 do want to get to home and away as quick as we can uh uh but that we want to make sure that we um like quality is very important right and we want to make sure that the teams are able to build the capability to do really high quality Mm -hmm. events so we're going to do that when we feel they're ready to do that and uh that's, that's what I can say on that. Cool.
2: I, I totally forgot to add that to the script, so thanks for answering. Anyway, thanks for coming on the show, Nate. Uh, my only shout-out is to watch Overwatch League starting January 10th. Uh, I think we're going on a break now, right, Chris? Yeah. Um, we're all going to be doing Christmas stuff and holiday <laughs> stuff, so we will see you in the new year. Yeah, Should this
0: this is the last episode for 2017, guys. So, you know, figured we'd end on this awesome uh, treat, you know, with Nate here. And, um, you know, thanks for everybody for watching. Thanks, for everybody, for writing in their questions, too. You know, hopefully we got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things that you guys wanted to ask Nate here. And I uh, really appreciate you guys tweeting and, you know, obviously commenting on the subreddit, too. But that's going to be it, guys, for the overview for 2017. So for Nate Nanzer's ZP. Dish Sticks and myself, champion V. We'll see you next year. <laughs> it's kind of weird saying that.
1: See but. you guys. Thanks for having Hi. me. Like oh, where did Long day, but we won't back down. One thing playing on our minds. Long wait, but we won't give up now. You crave the love I gave and will do.